The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. Luke. When the hour came, he took his place at the table and the apostles with him. He said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Then he took a cup, and after giving thanks, he said, Take this and divide it among yourselves. For I tell you that when from now on I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. Then he took a loaf of bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And he did the same with the cup after supper, saying, This cup that is poured out for you is a new covenant in my blood. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Few of us need to be told that sharing a meal together is an important sign of hospitality and friendship. Every youngster knows that When you share your trick-or-treat candy with the new kid on the block, an instant bond is cemented. Parents know that when a daughter who's been seeing a young man for a time asks if she can invite him home for dinner, well, that's a sign that their relationship has reached a new level. Just think of all the occasions that bring folks together around the table. Weddings, birthday and anniversary celebrations, retirements and testimonials, company picnics, family reunions, and of course, holidays like Thanksgiving. The sacrament of the Lord's Supper is another occasion that brings us together around the table. We celebrate Holy Communion monthly, as well as on other special occasions throughout the year. In the Jewish Passover meal, which provides the context and the foundation for our celebration of Holy Communion, After the table is prepared and all is ready, a child asks, Why is this night different from all other nights? Why is this meal significant above all the other meals in the family? The father responds by telling the ancient story of Israel's deliverance through the Passover Haggadah, or teaching. The traditional Passover meal with bitter herbs, remembering the bitterness of slavery and the sojourn in the wilderness. The unleavened bread, remembering the flight out of Egypt before the bread had time to rise, and the lamb, which is eaten in haste, as if by fugitives running for their lives. Those important 
symbolic elements of the meal help to celebrate and to commemorate the exodus from Egypt. And the dinner table is the place to tell the story. Jesus took the occasion of that ritual meal to speak openly about his impending death and to institute a sacrament of remembrance of that act, his death on the cross. And he commanded participation by his followers. He said, do this in remembrance of me. There are few better things a congregation can do when it gathers together than to share a meal. Whether it's the fall harvest dinner, a good old-fashioned Methodist potluck, or popcorn and corn dogs for trunk or treat. And of course, we gather around this table for Holy Communion, where there's room for all of us to participate family style. Come to think of it, the analogy of the family dinner to this sacrament of Holy Communion is an apt one. I invite you to think about your own memories of family dinners as you listen to these recollections for which I am indebted to Bishop William Williman. They're included in his book, Sunday Dinner, The Lord's Supper, and The Christian Life. If you're like me, some of your earliest and fondest childhood memories are memories of family meals. I particularly remember Sunday dinner. Sunday dinner took place at my grandparents' big rambling house where we all gathered after church. Family meant more than mother, father, brothers, and sisters. Family meant that entire army of cousins, aunts, uncles, including an occasional passerby whose relationship to the clan was less clear. Uncles gathered in the living room for cigars and arguments. Aunts assembled in the kitchen for the preparation of dinner and arguments. Cousins chased each other up and down my grandmother's big front porch, oblivious to our parents' periodic pleas to be careful with our Sunday clothes and our cousins' skulls. By mid-afternoon, we were all complaining of famine. You had to wait for Sunday dinner, wait well into the late afternoon before it commenced. But at last it came, and it was worth the wait. We all gathered at the long dining room table, seated through directives from my grandmother, who always had firmly fixed in her mind exactly where everyone was to sit. Mama was at one end, Papa was presiding over the ritual at the other end, and the aunts 
Uncles and cousins were all seated at their appointed stations in between. The meal began with a seemingly interminable prayer by Papa. Then, all having been blessed, there was the raucous, joyful falling upon the feast. This was followed by a period of silence, broken only by the tinkling of knives and forks. Then, the table talk began. Cousins listened while aunts and uncles argued over the next county election and thoroughly discussed all matters of importance. When the elders spoke, all listened in attentive deference to the wisdom of the ages. Occasionally, some teenaged upstart of a cousin would offer an ill-considered opinion on the matter under the discussion, only to be hooted down by aunts and uncles, or else patiently instructed in correct opinions by Papa or Mama. There were always stories, lots of stories about family exploits of the past, stories about heroes, funny stories, our stories. This was our family's Sunday ritual. As we grew older and had families of our own, more cousins for the clan, we took our places among the elders, moving up along the side of the dinner table, one seat closer to the chiefs of the tribe. Because of this Sunday mealtime ritual, no one had to tell me what it meant to be part of our family. No one had to tell me who I was or instruct me in the proper worldview for folk with our name. At the table, we were initiated, nurtured, and claimed into the family. There, we participated in common memory, fellowship, and identity. There, we found our place, our name, our story. No one had to explain to me that I belonged or I was loved. I never got formal instruction in orthodox belief or behavior. I learned all that at the Sunday dinner table. As I was growing up, my sisters and I were always summoned to dinner with the same invitation. Come to the table! It was never soups on or come and get it, no matter whether it was hobo stew, our favorite night-before-payday meal with uh, boiled potatoes and bacon, or whether it was Thanksgiving turkey with all the trimmings. Come to the table called us from doing our homework, 
practicing our piano lessons, watching TV or playing touch football in the neighbor's backyard. And today, that's the invitation extended to us. Come to the table. Come to the table to partake in this sacrament of remembrance. Come to the table where mysteries nearly impossible to explain are demonstrated in the breaking of the bread and the sharing of the cup. Come to the table, all we who hunger for spiritual nourishment and know we will not go away empty. My brothers, my sisters, come to the table. Now, let's go in peace. And may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the guidance of the Holy Spirit, and the communion of all the saints be with us. Amen. Thanks for listening to this podcast of the First United Methodist Church in Turlock, California. This podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons non-commercial share-alike license. For more information about our church, visit www.fumcturlock.org or call the church at 209-668-3000. Visitors are always welcome. And now, may the peace of the Lord dwell in your hearts this day, and may God bless you.